When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On SEN Tassie Breakfast, questions without notice. Certainly is, uh, and we do like questions without notice, Tim. And I'm going to start with a new ball today, the new rock, the Are new you cherry. you going to answer it today? Or um, you've yeah. had a little bit of a splintering today. So. <laughs> splintery start, you reckon? <laughs> okay, Tim. There's a debate over what the BBL should do to ensure the best international players are still here when the finals start. Would you decrease the number of games again? You can't do that. Or condense the length of the season with shorter breaks between matches? Would I decrease the number of games? No. Could you condense the length of the season with shorter breaks? Yes. What about the travel? Well, <laughs> I think we saw in the finals that it's doable. <laughs> it is doable. Isn't it? So let's do that. But it's always the clash of the tests, isn't it? So you don't want when that Perth test is on, it's in Australian Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. It clashes with the Big Bash. So you've yeah. got to have those five days mm-hmm. clear. I get that. Could the have, thing to make you, sure the players... Could you not have morning games? Maybe. Do you think they'd Why be not? supported? Or 2pm games? Probably not. Maybe, maybe. It's a, make them a family day. Let's see. Let's try it. Mm. Why not? Um, but the most important thing is, I think, is to scrap the draft and let teams go back to signing their overseas whenever they like. Why? Because then you can say to players... like, So we had Adam Hose at the Strikers who had to wait until the draft to know if he was getting picked up. So in that time, he signed by the International T20 League in Dubai. Yeah, okay. So he can't say no to that because yep. he doesn't know if he's getting picked up in yep. the draft. Whereas if we sign him and say Jamie Overton was the same, he went to that league. Mm-hmm. We sign them whenever we like, say we're prepared to pay you this money and for that you stay for the whole comp and start that next competition a week late rather than leaving hours a week early. And if you give them the security of that, talking to them, they would do that. That's a very good point. But it's the unknown when they're getting offers all around the world that they can sign today and they have to wait when there's no guarantee they'll get taken Mm -hmm. in the draft. I like it. And there's certainly no guarantee they'll go where they want to go. Or could you have the draft earlier? No, just scrap it. What does what does the draft bring yeah, to the BBL? I think I think it was for the fans, really, wasn't it? How to make it exciting? What like what's exciting about it? The half an hour TV show mm. where half the teams pass on their picks anyway. Yeah, fair did point. you sit on that? I'd love to know how how many people were tuned into the BBL well, draft. I watched it. I watched so it. So you and Hamish. Mm. Yeah, you'd have fifty to be other a people. Bit of a cricket enough, I suppose. It's not packing the punch that they thought it would. Mm-hmm. The draft would work. If everyone was in it, local players as well. Yeah, I would. That'd make it interesting. That would be worth watching. Yep. But it's strange that you're drafting again. The AFL draft, the NFL draft, the NBA draft, they all draft kids to come in and build a team Mm -hmm. for the future and to continually add to your list. BBL, we're doing the complete opposite. We're drafting in your best three players. And then next year, they go out. And you got to, you can only retain one of them. One of them, yeah. 
So your star players are continually evolving rather than the other end. You want we want Overton, Rashid Khan, these guys to be in Adelaide shirts all the time. So your kids can buy their shirts with their numbers and they know they're coming back next year. Yep. And you can build a club and a culture and a franchise around that That's rather than exactly, continually turning over your star players. Exactly what Don Baker said to me about Chris Jordan the other day. Yeah. Trying to keep someone like him coming back each and every year so people will know he's coming back and kids can look up to him and build build something around someone. Yeah, but for some reason they f- it feels like they're hot on... The BBL people are hot on this draft. Mm. Me asking people around the traps... I can't find too many franchises or state CEOs that like it. Okay. Very good. Brent, would you give Nicky Chaudhry a state contract if it ensures he stays with the Hurricanes? Um, yeah, I, I think he'd stay anyway. That's I not think, the question, Splinters. Um, would you give him a state contract if it ensures he stays with the Hurricanes? How long? Depending how long. Yes, I would, but... I'd make it maybe one to two years. You'd give him a Tasmanian state contract? Yep. Would you? No. Wouldn't you? No. Why not? Not worth a risk? Uh, well, again, what are, what are we doing? I want to know first, are we going to push our Hurricanes list and our Tigers list closer together? Then yes, I would. But I'd want to see that reflected on a number of other contracts. What do you? We did a similar thing with Paddy Dooley. I yep. suppose. No, I like it, but I want to be clear on that's the direction we're yeah. going. We are bringing our programs closer together. Mm-hmm. Then I would. Whereas I feel at the moment we're kind of in between. Tim, during your time coaching at the Strikers, what was the thing that surprised you the most? Well, probably just the level of planning that goes into it. I, you know, obviously, as a player, you walk in the doors and everything's ready to go. You just pick up your gear and go and train or go to a meeting whereas it was just probably the, the hours that go into behind the scenes stuff and for me it was just, wasn't so much of a surprise but it was a really good learning experience to to see from from a different lens I mean there was a few times where I was staying at the hotel with the players obviously because I was also from interstate and the boys would be like oh we'll leave at eight o'clock and nine o'clock in the morning all right I'll meet you down the front at five and I'd get there and one of the other coaches would be out on the oval <laughs> setting the stuff up and I was like Oh, <laughs> I forgot I was the player there for 10 minutes. That's true. Oh, That's true. Anyway, so we got there. Um, Brent, when the AF, Tasmanian AFL Club's membership campaign launches in March, do you think it can reach 20,000 members in a year? And just for a bit of context, the Gold Coast Suns had the smallest number of AFL members last year with 23,000. I reckon it will. Straight yep. away. Yep. Because it won't be expensive either initially. You're not buying seats, are you, at a stadium? It's going to be a foundation-style membership, and I think people will jump at it. I'd be interested to see what the uptake's been like for the little packs they released. We might have to try and find that out, Hammer, how many of those they might have sold. I certainly bought one. You would have bought one, Hammer. And, Tim, you wouldn't have bought one. You'd be going to get one for free. Um, so I was glad to support that. And, yeah, find that out for us, Hammer, if you, uh, if you can. Hey, Tim. Are you concerned about Marnus Labuschagne's form at all? In his last 18 tests, he scored 974 runs for an average of 33.58. A little, yes. I would like to see him scoring a few more runs, and I'm sure he would like that. But, I mean, he set such a high standard for such a long time that when you look at it, 33, 34 is, is below, well below what he set. But 
Um, you know, I certainly think he's the best number three in the country. And knowing him, he will sort it out. But he needs to sort it out quickly because mm-hmm. it is becoming something that's spoken about. Yep. You don't want that. You don't want that. No. You don't want that in the background. No. Breno, the Jack Jumpers haven't lost a game by more than eight points this season. Do you think they have an issue closing out tighter games or just have an ability to stay in matches even when they've been outplayed? Well, we just leave our run too late. We get too far behind the eight ball. And as Scott said in his presser the other night, it's great that we can fight our way back into these games. He shows that grit and it shows um, that courage, I suppose, to get back in. But we're leaving our run too late, unfortunately. So it's something we need to tidy up. There's no doubt about it. Um, but How to, do we fix to it? have not lost a game by more than eight points for the whole season is quite remarkable, really. Seeing we've got, a, I think we've got a fifty-fifty split. We might be the other side of the ledger now. Links winding me up in my ear, Tim. We've got to get to our final break of the morning. We'll dissect the Jack Jumpers more on Friday ahead of Sunday's big game against Adelaide Thirty Sixes. But we are powered by Kubota. Back to wrap up the show next.